Welcome to another episode of Downtown Hell. Today's guest, we have Bonnie Blue. We discuss her new album, do's and don'ts of being a rapper, the creative process, and just living life in general. Lala. Yes. We have one of my, my favorites. <laughs> one of my favorites in here. Oh, yes. Aww. We definitely do. We have Bonnie yeah. Blue in the building. Yeah, because you like literally just get up and do whatever the fuck you want. And that's what we do over here. I do. I do do that. Which is an awesome fucking <laughs> life. Hello. Yeah, every time I look, she's New York uh, at home with the family, chilling, or just doing something incredible with music or fucking art. It's crazy, man. How, it is. How have you My been? crazy life. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I've been really great, though. Thank you for having me, Downtown Hell. It's good to be back. It's been like three. Four, year, four, four years. Four years? Four years. Oh, my gosh. Ah! I'm going to say how, how far you've That means grown. it's been four Jesus. years since I dropped an album. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for bringing that up. At <laughs> no, it's great that you brought it up. I have a new one on the way. So That's what I was going to So, bam. <laughs> Plug. Perfect timing. Segway, I mean. segway, segway. That's right. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yes. like, how's life been? Life has been good. You know, I've been, like, quietly working on music, and uh, I've got a new job that's kind of been All right affording on. me the um, the ability to travel a lot, and it's been fun. It's been a lot of hard work, but it's been fun. I'm working in the fashion and, you know, accessories industry which is it's just really cool it's it's all it all goes together art music fashion uh -huh. so i've been having a lot of fun with that that's, that's awesome good. damn last time she was here a lot of vodka <laughs> oh yeah Remember? i know you told you were like no alcohol i was like shit do i do i have that like reputation where you need oh, to oh no no, like, no 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 i, I just, no <laughs> like damn wait you, know you said no alcohol yeah. And then he said, "Just kidding." After yeah, I was like, cause "No I was just, worries." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I, "I've been messing with her this whole time." I was all like, "Yeah, like no alcohol, and you can't bring anybody." Yeah, like, like, can like, I can't. Bring that's He's so like, funny. No. Yeah. Like, all right, things are a little different since the last interview because yeah. we had like a party up in there. <laughs> yeah, we were bad. Oh yeah, man. we were fucking bad. And you should have seen the last was studio. There? It was oh, it was Blake, huh? That was there. It was Blake. Blake and uh, the Cloud Makers. Yeah. Uh, fucking who else? Was it at was LA there? Live? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Remember so your now. last totally location remember. was by LAX. Yeah. It was actually okay. both. Yeah. Well, yeah. Both of them were technically by LAX. Okay. We had LA Talk yeah, Live, and then we went to Accelerated. Oh. And we we kind of the situation our contract ran out there, and it was just like we went through a whole thing where I was just living, and then she would hit me up, and then Art would hit me up, like when are we gonna come back? And I didn't find a place. I think we just got so busy, you know. Like, oh yeah. She was yeah. globetrotting and doing her thing <laughs> and, you know. No, but yeah. I'm, I was glad that she was out there and then, like, Art was doing his thing. Everybody was doing something. Um, but, yeah, vodka and shit last time. <laughs> anytime I invite either you or the Cloudmaker somewhere, it's fucking fun. Yeah. I like to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, so what's on your new album? Uh, well... It's it's morphed into a lot of different things. Uh -huh. Initially, I was working on a couple different projects with a couple different producers, but I've narrowed it down to one now. It's it's all produced by a producer um, named JX. He's from the Bay Area. Okay. And um, you know, it's it's kind of just 
an evolution from the last album. You know, it's been four years, like I fucking said, so that's kind of crazy. We can cuss, right? Yes, we can okay. do whatever we want now. Fuck yeah! <laughs> okay. Fuck yeah. I'm in the right place. <laughs> um, it, it's called Outrageous Acts of Silence, um, which is kind wow. of... Um, it kind of has a lot to do with a lot of the things that I've personally dealt with in my life over the last several years, but also just like... In general, the political climate, everything that's going on, and um, just kind of how, you know, you can feel trapped sometimes. Like, you can't speak about things because there's just, it's so heavy or, you know, there's just so much going on, so many opinions going on that sometimes it's hard to speak about things. So that's that's kind of along the lines of what it is. But it's still me talking about my life and my views on things. Mm -hmm. um, it's still... You know, it's still the rawness. Yeah. <laughs> it's still the raps. <laughs> raps. So would you say it's kind of like uh, like a personal and political type of... Uh, a little bit. Uh -huh. There's a there's a little bit of, of certainly political influence just because, again, because of the time that we're living in. Like, yeah. there's just... There's so much going on in, in a really, really positive way, but also in a really negative way. And I... I, I believe, you know, I totally believe in, like, you can't experience the light without the darkness. So there's there's a balance in it all, but um, certainly influenced just by a lot of what's been going on. Again, like I said, I've, I've been through a lot myself over the last several years. And um, so it's, it's a kind of combination of those two things and me reflecting on not only my own, you know, my own life and struggles, but also seeing... You know, such a worldly view. It's so weird. It's like I, I, I grew up in the generation where it's like the first half of my life we did not have social media at all. Uh, so we were only exposed to what I feel like you wanted to be exposed to. Um, but now it's just you're exposed to everything. There's information yeah. flying at you all of the time, and um, again, people's opinions are kind of getting in the way of of you know, reality or facts or whatever it is. So, um, what, yeah, it's How it's do you feel about that? I mean, you, you said, like, the first half you didn't ha um, do, have to deal with, like, the Internet or all that yeah. stuff. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Was it, like, a, a like your parents' choice? Like, it was, like, a family thing or it was just, Not like, a really. thing? Not really. I mean, we, we had, like, the first time that I we personally had a computer in our home. I was like, I think I was like 14. Yeah. Like I, I would get on the computer at my friend's house and stuff, but it wasn't something, I don't know if it was because shit was more expensive back in the day and we just yeah. didn't have the money to, you know, buy a computer and stuff. And then eventually we did. And it was like the oldest shit possible, yeah. like AS 400 <laughs> system, like the <laughs> green screen and the green letters that you know, it was like really old, but with the box blinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I, I mean, I didn't join Facebook until I was like 23 or something. Like oh. it was just, it's just oh, wow. something that okay. is totally, you know, <laughs> it wasn't a part of my life, yeah. you know, and then it's still weird. It's still yeah. weird that like, it's just exposure everywhere. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously an amazing tool and it's created, it's really created like a whole new industry right. in, um, you know, an independent art. And it, that like, to me, that's amazing because we don't have to rely on anybody. 
to create something, you know, and not to say that we ever did, you know, the greatest artists in history did, a, you know, by themselves sitting in a room creating art, <laughs> but right. it's just, we have that exposure now and we have that kind of instant gratification, which again can be a bad thing, but it's also a really great thing because yeah. if you're, um, you know, if you are creating, you can instantly put it out there and figure out First of all, whether or not if it's something that people gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. And then again, if it's something that you even want to do by putting yourself out okay. there. That's what I wanted to touch on as well. You know, when we come back, uh, just why do this in general? <laughs> like, why do this? Why put yourself through this? Because the creative process can be a motherfucker, you know? Yeah. I mean? yeah. That's so. part of the reason why I haven't been. <laughs> yeah. I went, <laughs> I've been quiet for a while. That's so part of it. <laughs> we're going to get into that when we come back. Uh, do know. Hey. Creative Bonnie Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the mind. Oh, yeah. But why do this, though? Like, you could have easily just said, fuck it. I want to do something else. <laughs> like, seriously. Well, that's kind of what I did. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, that's kind of what I did. I was like, okay, fuck this. I'm going to go do something else for a while. But, um, what, but what made you do that? Because of the whole internet? Was that it? No, not, not necessarily. It was more, um, it was more just kind of. I guess it was a combination. It was like things that were happening with people that I was working with mm -hmm. that left me a little salty or jaded. Okay. Yeah. And then on the other hand, it was just personal shit that I was going through that I really wasn't, I just wasn't dealing with at all. And then mm -hmm. it kind of all just, it was a snowball where it all hit me at once. Like I've just, you know, in the beginning, I, everything was really like great for me. Yeah. You know, I just was having the time of my life, but in doing that, in kind of just living in the moment to the extent where I was living in the moment and not thinking about things that were going on in my personal life, I was just kind of like, oh, fuck that. Like, I'll just, you know, yeah, keep living it up. At a certain point, it kind of started to sit with me what was going on. And it affected me to the point where I was like, okay, I need to just, like, take Make a back. break from this because I do, you know, I... I go all the way in, you know, when I'm like sharing, sharing parts of my life and creating and writing, like I'm, I'm digging into my own soul so much that it is really hard to do. And it's hard to, after the fact to say, okay, I'm going to do this again. <laughs> do you feel like a certain way with that though? Like, do you kind of feel, um, like, are you happy about that? Or I am because it's the only thing that makes me feel like I'm here for a purpose. Yeah. That's deep. What about, um? because, you know, I haven't, uh, it's actually been a quite, maybe like two years since I've put anything out, right? But uh, the way I feel is like, I was dealing with a lot of stuff too, right? And I, and I was like doing a lot of stuff at the same time, but wasn't able to put out a project because everything else was like too overwhelming. Yeah. But I kind of feel like, um, like kind of like down on it. Kind of like I should have been s stronger, you know? Yeah, Because absolutely. I feel there's like all these other 
bigger, way bigger artists, right? Examples. And they go yeah. through the craziest things, right? Mm -hmm. But somehow they're still able to generate like product, you know? Yes. Like so to me, I, I, I feel like it was some type of like I sh like I kind of like I should have been stronger. Like I should have still Absolutely. like been able to yeah. do, you know, kind of like a lesson almost, you know. Yeah. That's Absolutely. Kind of how I see it. As for me, do you yeah, kind of feel the absolutely. same? Absolutely, yeah. Because I, I feel like I let people mm. get the best of me, mm. you know, at certain points or, or situations that really had nothing to do with me affected me to a point where I was just kind of like, eh, whatever, like, fuck right. this. I don't, you know, but that that's part of that's part of it with, with the internet and stuff. It's like, you know, I don't always feel the need to be consistently on the internet in order to perform and do shows and things like that. You know, I just right. feel like everybody's got a different different way that they do what they do. You know, I don't necessarily, I'm not good. I'm still working on it. And we talk about this all the time. Like, I'm not good at making myself a brand. I'm not good at, like, self-promotion at all. I, you know, it's like, it's not something I've ever been good at. It's yeah. something, that, you know, like when people catch me in, in my element, I'm comfortable with that. But like, you know, trying to just share my every move and every moment in order for people to, you know, and I understand why people do that because that's what people want to see. People do want to see your, yeah. your, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you just say, what's up to like, all what your do followers. You do? What is Bonnie, like, what kind yeah. of toothpaste does she bring? Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. So there's different, you know, there's different things that come out of that, which are obviously a lot of positive things if you, if you use it the way that you know it should be but i'm, I'm just not as, not there i'm not yet. as comfortable with do you, like do you think you'll like is that where you're headed to like is that one of your goals like do you want to do that yeah like yeah, yeah. that's good yeah i yeah. do i do because i like i like i said i'm comfortable like being on my french social media shit you know like if if they catch me in in a video with other people it's cool but for my own it's yeah. kind of like i don't Feel weird. I don't know. It's just like I mean, I, I feel like I felt the same way too. You know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, even I still then remember. now, like even now, like I, I just want to keep everything like, to myself. Like, yeah. <laughs> I go out there, and I'm like, oh my god, how beautiful is this? And I'm like, no, I don't want to share. It. <laughs> I don't want to share my room. I don't want to share nothing. You know? And it's like, well, <laughs> you yeah. have to eventually. Yeah. You know? I mean, at least from for my own goal and where I'm trying to go, like, you know. So lately, what's been helping me was this documentary that I've been working on for four years now. That's really, like, helped me out. And just, I guess, going actually out to Europe and uh, having Rita tell me you need to be more vocal on stage was like, you know what? Fuck this. You're right. Like, what am I doing, you know? Yeah. Because I wanted to be this DJ. That My vision was cool. I'm going to be the DJ in the back. Like, I don't have to say nothing. Just on my own, you know? And then I realized, like, this way was more better for me. Mm -hmm. So I just had to push myself. So I guess yeah, I, I, would, I, I would say I'd go through the same thing even now, you know? Yeah. Just, like, don't want to share anything. I but, did, too, uh, because in the beginning, like, the way that it happened you know, in my life in the beginning, when I first started rapping, I wasn't on social media at all. I just did a fuck ton of shows. So people yeah, started seeing like my name everywhere. And then I just did so many shows that I met so many other artists and performed in front of people. So, you know, it wasn't a, 
about the social media in the beginning and I still saw that impact. And so mm-hmm. I, I was kind of living in a fantasy like, well, I don't need, you know, yeah. I don't need that shit. Like, <laughs> but I mean, I at t- the same time, it's not. You know, I I think at times, like, I'll look at it as a negative thing, like, uh, like, social media, whatever, self-promotion, that's kind of corny, shit like yeah. that, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. I feel but, fucking hella corny recording myself. It's ridiculous. And then, but it's such a great tool. Like yeah, I understand from a, I'm, you know, I'm a businesswoman. Like that's what I do every day. I right. handle business and shit. So it's like I see, I I completely understand the platform. I love it. I think yeah. it's great. You know, I'll just have to work on you know using it more to my advantage and and more to really. I guess share share my message and share my story because that's again that's what makes me feel like I can inspire other people and just through you know that's another thing is that like for a while you know even interview I haven't done an interview in a long ass time because mm-hmm. even interviews I'm like do I really want to like sit and talk when I can just like put out music and right. and like I have control over what I'm saying and how it's how it's being put together mm-hmm. but then I realized like no you have to you have to make yourself available to yeah. people you know and mm-hmm. that that's what I probably struggle with the most as an artist because I don't like that shit I don't like yeah, you know I feel that. <laughs> like don't I feel, feel like I owe you shit motherfucker <laughs> I don't owe you shit <laughs> <laughs> you owe me no <laughs> fuck you pay me no but that's part of it where it's like I gotta reach that you know that comfort level of just even being you know being around people and and going to shows it's like I I have stepped away so much that even that is just like okay I gotta like get back in the groove of that because when I was doing that constantly like that was my life was going to shows and doing interviews and hosting shows and just like that was my life so it was so comfortable to me and now I'm just like okay I've been sitting in a cave (laughs) like (laughs) writing on the walls everywhere and like really loving everything and just like being in this darkness but you know at a certain point you have to you That's know, awesome. I'm so excited. I'm really again. excited to hear your album. <laughs> but marketing is key, Bonnie. Okay? I know. Please. Marketing is key. And they just gave me shit. And about I, that you know today. what? And and honestly, I feel like she already knows these things. Like yeah, she obviously she, you knows. Got it, you, you got know? it. You got it. She do. just you got it, man. You know, it's just I like I to know. tell other people how to do what they do instead of taking my own knowledge and advice <laughs> and applying it <laughs> like, to oh, my, no. <laughs> my artistic <laughs> career. <laughs> I see it. I see the, you know, I see the pattern. Yeah. I, I know the business. It. Right on. Speaking <laughs> of the business, we're going to come back in a bit and we're going to talk about the business. The yes. business. The business. In, in 10 years. In 10 years. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Downtown. that life shit we're back though uh <laughs> seriously you gotta be on your p's and q's you can't cuss all the time yeah but fuck that yeah we can't do that shit <laughs> no we can't I, I wouldn't be able to be a guest <laughs> you were you were a tremendous guest oh my gosh what about freestyling in front of kids like do you cuss shit no. have you ever 
been uh, yeah, yeah i've right? done shows definitely in front of kids like, and is I that usually, hard well not no it's cuss? not because in my music i don't cuss that much like oh, okay. in my songs i don't i have several songs that i don't say any cuss words in so i'll usually set up the set with yeah. those songs <laughs> oh, okay okay damn dude no like, yeah it's damn, not it must be well, hard no that's the funny part is that like i don't like when people cuss a lot in their rap so i oh, okay. i don't cuss a lot in my raps and i generally don't cuss a lot if i'm freestyling but it's just in my everyday life talking in conversation yeah. <laughs> like that's what i do yeah like i listened to her music when i first booked her i was like oh she's so peaceful and then we got her on the cloud maker like yeah fuck this <laughs> this and that and, and yeah fuck this fuck that i was like oh she's a good time I'm a, man yeah i'm like a sailor mouth oh, yeah. yeah but not in my music because i don't sometimes it, you know it's like you just need to convey something yeah. so that's that's kind yeah. of the appropriate mm-hmm. time i guess yeah, but yeah. for the most part i don't like to use cuss words in in my songs but like will you in I'm the sure future? I will. In the future? Will yeah. it be more heavy? Yeah, she has. I'm sh- yeah. Will that, will Not that a lot, per- but... Will that personality cross over from, like, the person... <laughs> yeah, like, the person well, I know, know from... It's like... She's going to be on the internet all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuss it, cuss it, This yeah. is the turning point. <laughs> like, Bonnie's, like, really me. fucking vulgar now. <laughs> Y'all changed me right now today. <laughs> Going forward, we're doing it. All yeah. up in that shit. You know what, though? Takashi69 really inspires me. I just want to be yes. a fucking troll. <laughs> <laughs> You're mean, the first person that ever says though. that shit that I know. Like, what the fuck? Was, my brother's going to be very happy to hear that shit. Oh, See? my gosh. <laughs> How old is your brother? 17. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So he's like, See, I told you he's inspiring. No, fuck <laughs> fuck out of here with all that shit. Well, that, I mean, you know... People hate on things that they don't understand. I understand what he's doing, but I mean, I'm just, it's not my cup of tea. Exactly. Yeah. And that's totally fine. But I think it's he's not. He's totally smart what he's doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I get it. I get the. Yeah. Yeah. I get the design, but it's yeah. just like, I don't know, man. I'm well, that's kind of the, shit. you know, that's the. That's, that's the generation that we're seeing is that like people are just. That's the doing, wave. That's, yeah. It's just a. The opposite of what I've done and not been on social media. Yeah. <laughs> just on social media and doing the most you can for attention. And ultimately, you but get it. But exaggerating it and you making get it. it kind of funny. Yeah. You know? Like, they do That's, get the attention. And ultimately, with attention comes money. Yeah. That's, it's sure. like, that's the way the cookie cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's a bad crazy. thing, though. You know, I'm not, I'm never against people making money, like, it's like fuck it. You do what you got to do to make money. Is you know, I guess as long as you're not hurting anybody. Although some would say that they're hurting people by sending negative messages or something, but I don't know. Damn. That's a whole other conversation, I guess. <laughs> it's too complicated. Get out your here. money. <laughs> Get your money, but I guess inspire in your own Europe. Way. You have to be in Europe. Europe. You have to go I know. Miss Lala. I know. Lala's been there. People for would life. love you in Europe. I feel. I, I feel like I have more fans, like online fans. Like I do have more people <laughs> requesting for me to come to Europe than I do in the United States. Damn. I feel like I have a, a larger Do you fan have base any out friends there. out there? Like friends? not friends, but like, you know, yeah. someone that. I, I, totally I, there's artists it. out there. Rick's Rumble is out there all oh, the yeah, time. The He's hell? out You're there right crazy. now. That's the I best know. place to be, Germany. <laughs> I know. You should just go. Like really seriously, just for even a month. You need at least a month just out there. Yeah. 
That's what he. That's what he's been telling me because he's been out there for months and months. And every time, you know, he'll come back some for a little while, but then he goes back and, you know, him just being there. He's just met so many people, and he's, you know, he's doing his thing, working in the studio, and getting gigs and everything. So that's awesome. Good It'll for happen. him. I'm happy It'll for him. I have friends him. and family in Europe, actually. So oh, I have really? like. Yeah. You're just wasting time out here, girl. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> if I have family, I mean, money. I have family now. That's right. That's right. Get that shit straight. <laughs> Stacking money to yeah. do it. To do it right. I'm so like. That's good. Proud of all you girls, man. That cipher. I'm yeah. excited for Bonnie's new music. I really am. So excited. It's been four years. I'm excited so to. Want to come in? You're like the Nicki Minaj right come- now. <laughs> she waited like what four Queen. years. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come call out and trolling everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna call it King. <laughs> King Bonnie Radio. That's right, bitches. Get ready. <laughs> everybody tried to shut me down. Everybody <laughs> trying to shut me up. Fuck it's y'all. about lyricism, you guys. <laughs> Everything I wrote, I write. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, what uh, what do you feel about that whole movement? Like, if you had to choose, who would you pick, uh, Nikki or Cardi? I mean, I'm Fuck. Nikki all day, just because. Like, Why? To, well, okay, uh, and me, I want you to really okay. break it down okay, because you me, know what? Right now, there is like a really like since we're talking about it, yeah. there is a really big like hate train on Nikki for some right. weird reason. I'm not really sure, well, but let me start with this. What do you think? My initial thoughts on that is fuck that for the industry and whoever the fuck else started the whole idea of putting two strong ass, talented, beautiful females against each other. When you have a million guy rappers and unless they start beef with each other, that's not a topic of discussion. So for me, first of all, it's fuck that narrative that they create. That's like, let's not talk about how fucking great these women are. And how much they've overcome to get to where they are. Let's just pit them against each other and make it a storyline of who's fucking prettier, who has a better wig that day. Like, to (laughs) me, fuck that. But on the other side, I I do love Cardi B. Like, I love... I absolutely love her. Like now, I, when you I say you love Cardi B, like is are you talking about music, the music or personality? Personality wise, okay. but I also really, really fuck with her music. I love her okay. music. I think her album was great. She's got her own style. I don't. To me, that Nicki Minaj and Cardi B is not like to me. It's not a comparison. Yeah. Like Nicki Minaj is someone who's been in the industry and literally like reigning over rap not just female rap she's been reigning over rap for a decade she's an icon she's like to me it's like that's great that cardi b has had that wave yeah and she's come up so much and she's she's worked her ass off to get where she is literally and figured (laughs) 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 no but to me like i'm nikki all day just because to me like there is no comparison to her at this point with cardi you know, yeah, like there shouldn't be. I but guess. Cardi is amazing too, and I yeah. think that it's like strip clubs. You know, like exactly. You go to the strip club. Not every guy wants the skinny chick, and not every guy wants the fat chick. Exactly. That's why you that's true. go to exactly. when you go to a strip club. That's why you see different types of females. The females that look a little younger. The females that yes. look like this. Because everyone has different, you know, tastes. You know what that's I'm saying? That's a great example. 
I love yeah. that. Always, I always, as soon always as we use leave that. Here. Thank you, Lala. First stop, yeah. strip club. As soon as we also, leave here. it's like food. You know, like some people just like enjoy like fast food, and some yes. people don't. Some people exactly. like gourmet style. You know, right. nah, right. I'm gonna go with the stripper one. Feels more at home. <laughs> Yeah. I'm working on with that one. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it to me. It, like, initially, it just, for me, it pisses me off that that happens to women in yeah. the industry. It's yeah. like, it's never about how great and talented and hardworking they are. It's about some bullshit mm-hmm. cosmetically or the way they look or who they sound like or whatever it is, you know, and that, right. that just pisses me off to begin with. But... Aside from that, Nikki's an icon. And Cardi's, you know, Cardi's a freshman. Yeah. Nikki's graduated. You know, like. <laughs> She's up there already. Yeah. So. You got me there. Yeah. Here. But, but yeah. I love them both. Yeah. And I. Much love I, and respect I feel to both. The same. I've been bumping yeah. nothing but Queen. And honestly, it's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we have to go. We have to go. We have, we to, have go. to go to the strip club. To, <laughs> I don't have okay. singles. I don't have singles. I don't have singles. I got you. Damn. But, but look, actually, do you, do you feel like that happens in like the underground scene? Oh, for sure. Oh, hell. For sure. I mean, yeah. well. I, know, I don't know because, you know, I'm not a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I should start rapping now. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, oh, I always sure. wonder like, man, it, it, if it goes down up there, like I must go down on this side too, you know. Of Pretty course. sure. Yeah, I mean, men. Hard. I don't know how to say this without pissing men off, but. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> By all means, we're here. You know, that's that's how a lot of men operate when they see talented, intelligent, strong women. You know, they operate in a way to to separate them. So Un- unless you're like. I mean, no offense to this beautiful woman, but like Miss Elliot, when she came out, I mean, you can tell she was, it wasn't more of like a feminine, like, oh, she's like, you know, it was more right. of like skills. Yeah. For me, it's like anything is possible. And just seeing her, the way she worked her ass off and like now she's like an icon, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't about like her looks. I mean, yeah. It, that's amazing to me, you know. That's absolutely. That's like, she's like producing and make, you know, like mm-hmm. she's doing oh, yeah. a lot of crazy things. She's a force, man. That's a rarity, though. Yeah, it's a rarity that someone has that ability. A woman. Now it's it's totally different. It's opened up so much, especially in our underground scene. Like mm. the females literally opened up. They they broke the glass ceiling of, like strong intelligent females in hip-hop yeah. like the la underground scene literally it's did that cracking. so now it's different but it's a rarity now we can't and i think that that helped with us taking like taking our voice back and taking our strength back and and being able to just we we play on any field you yeah. know like we we can we can match you in your skill but it takes a lot to be able to, for men to recognize you in that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Missy Elliott was, I guess, like fortunate to where she had, she had Timbaland next to her yeah. that kind of just saw that, that energy and, and knew mm-hmm. like, okay, she deserves this respect because X, Y, Z, you know, but it takes us 
so, so much. Longer, we have to show yeah. so much to for them to finally be able to say like, okay, yes, you have skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would do- I would definitely agree. I mean, even now, like, yeah, it, it's like an never-ending battle. Like, it will, for some reason, still keep going. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Damn. As the world turns. Seriously, you always <laughs> dropping knowledge, man. Every time you come in here, man, you just dropping knowledge and then pissing off the men. That's what I always love about Bonnie that she's. Thank you. That's what I do. Thank you. Got, <laughs> okay, before we go, anything to plug, anything to your social medias and all that stuff, if it's still active. Like still. Right. Yes, well, it will be by the time this comes out. I'm going to be right. the new troll of the century. That's, That's right. right. That's right. I'm I excited am about that. on Instagram at Bonita Azul. That's right. B O N I T A A Z U L. And I honestly forgot my Twitter name. And <laughs> just follow me on Instagram because honestly, that's the, that's the most that's the most you'll see me is on Instagram. And album and the album Outrageous Acts of Silence. I don't have a date yet, but it will be out probably yeah. shortly after this interview comes out. Cool, cool. So it's definitely this year for sure. Yes. Thank cool. God. Do you want to? Um, are you down to do a little freestyle? Hmm. Or anything Acapella? written? Sure. Yeah. Please. <laughs> All right. I'm just sitting here in downtown hell, thinking about all these downtown swell ladies walking around town, looking down. But all I want to do is look up now. So when you see me, you can feel so proud. And I know my friend Vita feels me now because we going to the tip top. And how? I'll tell you how. Breaking it down. Showing the world. All of my friends, all of the smiles, we keep it up. (laughs) Ain't never worry about luck. It's all about the hard work that you put in. We came to motherfucking win. We out. That's what's up. Later, (laughs) y'all. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. See you next time, y'all. Peace. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I'd like to thank Bonnie Blue. Also, my engineer, Pierre Connolly, DJ Lala. Always a pleasure. Check us out on Instagram at Downtown Hell Podcast. And make sure to check out downtownhell.com. episode of downtown hell today's guest we have visual artist antonio pelayo we sit down we talk his current career his upbringing and his goals for the future so another episode of downtown hell you know i've been pretty fortunate and blessed to have amazing people on this show and the person stand like well sitting across from me is really really good at what he does you want to introduce yourself uh, name is Antonio Pelayo, and uh, yeah, thank you for uh, having me. Oh, thank you for coming in and, and doing your thing, man. It's just, 
I was booking and it's like I needed something that said just Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And you are like, to me, it's like the definition. Everything is like your, from your art to your events. Like, how did this all start for you? Man, um, I, I've been drawing since I was like two years old, probably. Um, I went to preschool in Highland Park. Oh, right on. And the preschool was right across the street from our house. And preschool, that's all we did was art. I would draw, paint, and do all types of things. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when preschool was over, my teacher came over to the house and she was talking to my mom. And I was right there and she's like, oh, you know, when this kid grows up, he's going to be an artist. And that stuck with me. And then ever since, like, I, I just drew, drew, drew. Um, we were sent to Mexico when I was about seven years old. What part, by the way? Uh, Jalisco. Oh, right, right. To a small town. Um, due to um, my mom's religious beliefs. Like, my dad didn't agree with it, so he's like, you know, if you guys don't come back to being Catholic, I'm going to send you guys to our ranch, a little small town over there in Mexico where everyone's a Catholic, and his idea was maybe with the pressure of the family and friends, um, my mom will decide, you know what, yeah, I think it's better to go back to Catholic. Did that work? No. She became a, <laughs> she became a stronger... Jehovah Witness. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're in that town, and as a Jehovah Witness, you're not supposed to hang out with anyone that's not a witness. So my only friend was drawing. So I, I dedicated 10 years in Mexico growing up to, you know, I spent a lot of time drawing. And then we came back when I was 16, um, and then I landed a job at Disney when I was 19. Wow. Um, so I've been there almost 26 years. Wow. Okay. What do you do uh, for Disney? Uh, animation art. Really? Yes. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. Yeah, we're we're actually me and my son work there. He started working there about a year ago. But we're in a very tiny department, and we keep inking and painting alive, which is you know they don't use that method yeah. of art anymore. So we we still do it the same way it was done since it started, but now it's became fine art. Wow. What we produce is only sold to employees. Really? So it's a very it's special beautiful. department, yeah. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So is it like commission work for Because like you said, it's only sold to employees. So are you guys getting like commission work from the employees? Like, oh, we want you to do this. Or how does that whole thing work? Um, the main thing that we do is we do two editions a year. And each okay. edition is 250 pieces. Wow. Uh, what we do is we sit as a department and we see what anniversary is coming up. Uh, for example, the piece that we just did was a Donald uh, Duck and we did it because it was his birthday recently. Wow. Uh, so it just depends on what comes up that we decide what images we do. So it's 250 pieces. They're only sold to employees. We do two editions a year, so we produce about 500 art pieces a year. Um, that's our main thing. And we also do other projects like um, um, we got to ink and paint the villain stamps for the post office. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And uh, we also reproduce cells that can't be exhibited because you know they're deteriorating um so we reproduce them and they're exhibited all over the world like i think our work has been exhibited in like 20 museums wow. in the past like 10 years all over the world you know what like i i love the fact that you said that because i actually bought i purchased a few cells myself mm-hmm. didn't have enough money to produce the actual copies of them because they were like a couple grand yeah but those are like really dope pieces that you just never think about it's like is yeah. such a small, minute piece of a cartoon. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you never think about this one page, not even a full second. Well, think about this. Snow White took 400,000 cells to make. Jeez. 
So when you own one of them, it's it's, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. So you know, shout out to everybody in the art world. Get your sale game up. <laughs> I mean, because I just feel like people don't think about it. People think about the Picassos and you know the bigger paintings, the Banksies and stuff, but people just don't even think about those little fine details that still actually appreciate in value too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So growing up though, like you know, growing up, you know, in a traditional family like that like did they have a plan for you or was it always you know you were kind of a bit free-spirited or something like how did you land in this like just be obviously you were by yourself and you were developing this craft but was there another was there a plan b no there, there wasn't my my parents really never pushed any of their kids to like go to school or anything anything like that Interesting. i actually didn't even graduate from high school um so I was, my, my, especially my mom. My mom pushed all of us to be Jehovah Witnesses. That's, that was her <laughs> goal and her only thing. <laughs> just be a Jehovah Witness. Just get yourself a, a regular job, but dedicate your life, you know, to God. Yeah. That was her mission. My dad was, you know, he, didn't, he said, you just get a good job and be a hard worker. Yeah. He taught me that. Um, but... Um, so I was I was working at a liquor store from 16 to 18, and then um, at 18 I quit that job and I was I was gonna uh, go to college. And I'm like, you know, I want to study some type of art. I I was thinking about animation or something. And so during that time when I was deciding, I went to a temp agency and I told them, you know, I want a temp job because I'm not looking for anything permanent. But they ended up getting me a five day gig at Disney. So that five-day thing turned into 26 years. Wow. I just, oh, that's gnarly. Yeah, I, I uh, got to know some of the coworkers, and then um, they told me, oh, they're going to start an inking department here. And I'm like, what is that? And he showed me. I'm like, dude, I can do that shit. <laughs> and then uh, the next day I talked to my boss, and they tested me, and I was the first one they hired. Wow. And then I was in that department for about almost a year. And where I'm at now, the main lot, they needed inkers, so they came over and tested about 30 of us, and they picked out three of us. Wow. So that's how I got in there. Wow, um, that's an amazing story. insane, man. Yeah, yeah, like I didn't even think Disney would even have opens for like temp jobs or anything like that just because they're such a big company. Yeah, well, it was, it, was, it was one of those crazy things where they had a, this division of that animation art department that was like blowing up. Yeah. So it was growing really fast, so they needed people. And I just happened to be there. Like, yeah. right place, right time. Yeah. And so are yeah. you still Jehovah's Witness? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. I was going to ask you, too. I was like, have, yeah. your, have your, obviously your religious beliefs have changed and stuff like that. What, what do you believe in now? I, I, I do believe in God. I just, uh, being a part of uh, an organization is not really my thing. Um, I do attend a Christian church, um, but it's not like... Uh, being a Jehovah Witness, and being a Jehovah Witness, you're you live in a box. You step outside that box, you're gonna die. Basically, <laughs> wow. that's the way they have you living. And um, yeah, I'm, I don't agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It, no, it's totally understandable. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, for, <laughs> like it's crazy <laughs> for what you do now. It's like you're promoting and stuff like that. Your events mm -hmm. are so like you have a little bit of everything. You want to talk about that? Well, it's, so then I started working at Disney when I was 19, and then. There is where I got exposed uh, at, at my first art show. Disney uh, showcases their employees. 
and they have their own gallery. So I, I went to one, and my a couple of my coworkers were showing, and I'm like, uh-huh. oh, man, I, I love this. I want to do this. <laughs> I'm like, I want to create some work and hang yeah, it yeah. up on a wall and have people criticize it or praise <laughs> it or whatever. Anything, yeah. So that inspired me to start working on pieces to showcase in galleries. And then I started working on my portfolio. I worked on it for years because my pieces take a long time. Uh-huh. And then... Um, um, I finally uh, created a couple pieces. I put them in a show, and yeah, I got a good response, and then I kept on going. And then finally, not finally, but just one day, a friend of mine um, got a loft in downtown um, with a bunch of graffiti artists. And and for about a year, he was like, dude, you got to come down here and meet these guys. They're like doing shows and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm not ready. And then um, and just one day, he's like, hey, dude, uh, so uh, Retina wants to buy your Tupac piece. What? And Whoa. then I'm like... And I don't want to sell it. I didn't even know who Bretna was. And then he's like, well, he says how much you want for it. And I'm like, I don't want to sell him at all. I want 10 grand for it. It was a stupid number, I know. <laughs> so then he's like, all right, he wants you to come and bring it down here. So I called up a friend. I'm like, dude, you know, I want to, some guy wants to meet me. And um, so I'm going to, I took a bunch of my drawings down yeah. there. And I met him. And then he's like, well, look, I, I like it, but I don't, I don't have 10 grand, but I'll put you know, I'll put you in one of my shows because he was curating shows back then. Yeah. It was in 2004. Wow. And then uh, I'm like, you know, I, I only have like eight pieces. He's like, it's all good. You know, we'll put you in a small room. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. And I was, I had no idea about that world. Yeah. And then he put me in a show and, then, you know, a bunch of people came out. And then from there, it just took off for a whole year. Like we did shows together and he, you know, he put me on the map. And then wow. that's where my fine art career took off. So I did that for several years. And then doing that, then I started getting questions. I started getting um, a lot of um, questions from like parents uh, asking me for advice for their kids. And then a bunch of my friends also is like, you know, I, I, how can I get my work out there? So then people started telling me you should curate shows. So that's what I started doing. I started curating small art exhibits yeah. anywhere, uh, even at bars. I would bring like two, three of my friends, put them up on easels, and then boom, we would have a show there. And I did that for about a year. And that was, you know, it was fun, but I got tired of it. So then I decided to stop doing that. And then uh, I said one day, you know what, I just want to put up a, one big show a year. And then I chose Day of the Dead because I'm familiar. I grew yeah. up with that, you know. So I met up with a friend that had a bar uh, by the Staples Center, and I pitched them the idea. I'm like, hey, what do you think if we do a Day of the Dead event here? And he's like, dude, let's do it. So in 2009, started planning it. In 2010, we launched it at his bar. About 500 people showed up, and uh, from that point on, it just started uh, growing, and I continued doing, it's called a Velorio, the Day of the Dead event, yeah. and we're actually celebrating 10 years this year. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, Congrats, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> Grinding, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no one, no one taught me how to do it. I just, like, you know, I learned as, as I went. How important, because um, I'm always, like, into, like, you know, teaching like at least like speaking life onto other people Mm -hmm. so how important was what that teacher said to you and when you're dealing with other artists or other young people do you try to be like that same type of person for them to be like that jump start into something yeah well that that's the reason why i started curating shows and that's the reason why i started the big events because i wanted to showcase all the people that had no idea how to do it and it's crazy because it's, I've seen a lot of things, a lot of good things happen from it. Yeah. From artists that have never exhibited ever 
to exhibit at my, one of my shows and then their technical skills weren't there and then you know you give them some advice and then the following year they get a little better and then you know two three years down the road they're like really good now and they're getting commissioned and they're showing everywhere oh wow so so a lot of good things like that have happened because of the show so that that makes me um proud and um gives me the motivation to like continue doing it because it's a lot of work yeah. at one point i was doing four a year i did that for like three years and i almost died <laughs> so then i i just uh scaled down to like two a year okay so, yeah. all right so now so now you're doing two a year two a year but what's all the right. angle for you like obviously you're busy man but what do you want it like 10 15 years down the line like what do you want well, I do, I do want these events to become as big as possible, and I, I do have, like, big companies wanting to um, either team up or buy the event, but it's not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, might, it, it was going to happen this year, but we, I decided to, like, um, wait another year. So, um, yeah, that, that hopefully one day um, it, it, it sells, you know, and wow. I can... You know, spend more time with uh, <laughs> totally, with man. Speaking of big events yeah. and, and the future, we're gonna talk about more about that. In, you know, after the break, and uh, we'll be back. Downtown Hell. All right, so we're back, and uh, we're talking about long-term, future, and, you know, obviously your, your upbringing. How is that, though? Was it a bit of a culture shock coming back from uh, it, it was, Mexico? Yeah, it was a culture shock going there because, <laughs> while well, think about it. You're, like, around seven years old. Mm-hmm. You leave your country, and then you go to a place where... Like you don't know, you don't have no friends. Yeah. And you're in a small town. It's it's probably, I don't know, maybe like 300 people there. What part of Mexico? It, uh, it, it's called it Palmar. It's a really small town by Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like three hours outside of Guadalajara. Oh, okay. Um, and that's where my parents were born. Hmm. So my my uh, dad had a house there. So he sent us there. Oh wow. But yeah, going there. Yeah, you know, one day you just wake up and your mom's like, hey, dude, you know, pack your stuff. We're leaving to Mexico. We're thinking we're going on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and no, we stayed 10 years out there. Jesus. Yeah. And so you're in this town and everyone knows that you're a Jehovah Witness. And in Mexico, like, Catholics are very passionate about that. 90%, right? Like about I would say 90%, yeah. yeah I would say that. Yeah, 90%. And, and Jehovah Witnesses are persecuted down there because, wow. you know, people don't like people knocking on your door on Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> so we had, we had, oh man, you name it, from people pulling their guns on, on really? us, wow. slamming doors, throwing, letting their dogs loose on us, uh, calling us names. Like we would walk down the, uh, down the street and they would know that it's you. They would call us Kyobistas or uh, devil worshipers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of hard. It was hard growing up in that environment. Mm-hmm. But it was normal to us because, you know, we're serving God. So that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Did, do you feel like that experience gave you tough skin, like, throughout life? Like, do you feel like your, ten, your skin is a lot tougher now? We, just, we were just talking about that, oh, really? too. Yeah. And, 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 and to me, it's like, you know, it's, it's all about perspective. You can look at that and say, you know what? I can be mad at my dad and my mom for putting us through that. But I think it did— um, made us kind of tough 
Yeah. Me and my sisters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because so, there, there's a lot of rejection and drama um, dealing with the events. Yeah. And 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 the and the fear of like you know you might lose your ass off on one of them. So kind of, I, I think it was like a good training. You still have fear after all you accomplished. Yeah. Well, what are you scared of? <laughs> like, you're killing scared. it. You're killing it. It's it's funny because two three weeks prior to each event, I start having having nightmares. I always have nightmares about wow. like oh missing this or did you cover this? Did you cover that? I better cover this and it's like yeah. Oh, wow. So like never like you never just escape the fear. There's no, no peace. Huh. Did, did you did you guys ever see the Fire Festival documentary? Yeah. Okay. Well, as a event producer, you're you're watching this thing and you're dude. I'm like sweating <laughs> watching this. I'm like dude. How the hell did this guy like go through that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Jesus. Yeah. Man. So as far as like, cause you, cause I know you talked about the day to dead event. But you have other events that you're working as well, correct? Yeah. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yeah, some man. of those? Yeah. I, so I had I, four big events. Uh, the first one was El Velorio Day of the Dead. And then this one is called La Buya. Um, and that's my nickname, Buya. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 nick, the name Buya came from a Japanese wrestler called Shibuya. Yeah. And apparently when I was a baby, I looked like him. So my dad, my dad was a huge wrestler. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. And Buya in Spanish means noise. Yeah. So I thought, what an appropriate name to name the event, you know, the noise. Man. <laughs> so I have El Velorio, La Bulla. I have LA Story. It's a lowrider event. And then uh, Tatuaje. It's an all-tattoo all event. Oh, wow. And then I produce an art show with a, a friend of mine uh, called uh, Young Guns. And in mm -hmm. that one, we feature young uh, tattoo artists that are uh, from, like, 20 to 25 years of age. And, like, we feature them. We do a competition. Wow. So that, that's coming up uh, July 27th. Yeah, July 27th. Wait, so you stay working. Is yeah. there never a time when you're, like, chilling? We do chill. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there, there's, there's always, like, you know, my phone's always going off. Yeah. Yeah, she's always mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you doing on your time off? Like, your events, I like to think that they're a reflection of who you are, obviously. But, like, what do you listen to to relax? What do you watch? Like, I'm, who do you draw inspiration from? I meditate. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just silence. You just need to let it all just kind of be. Yeah. 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 And I, I, at work, you know, I'm, I'm, I put my headphones on and I listen to audiobooks. Mm -hmm. um, I do listen to music. I listen to all types of music. All really? types. Yeah. Shows in the events, man. Yeah. You, you know, I love because we actually were talking about books on one of the last episodes that we, that we did. Uh, what are some of your favorite books that you've been reading lately that you would like to let everybody know about? Mm. I would have to see the title. <laughs> um, currently, I'm listening to this one. Building a Story Brand. Building. Yeah, and by Donald Miller. By Donald Miller, yeah. building a building a story brand. That's cool. That's cool. So I'm I'm assuming it's about branding and lineage, and I, I actually feel like I've heard of that book before. So that's actually really cool that you said that because now it's like, oh, I don't think that's on my Amazon wish list. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's a really good book. It's a good book if you have a business. Yeah, and um, you're you're trying to create a business that that has um, a mission. It's not just oh, you know, we're here to make money. Yeah. Um, 
to make the customer feel like you're interested yeah. in providing a service or make improving their yeah. life. It's almost yeah. like a lifestyle, right? Like yeah. you're, you're building a lifestyle and community with the brand and everything. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's something that a lot of bigger brands are doing. Like you think about Google. Um, I was looking at what's the GoPro, that company and everything, like the stuff that they have the employees do. Yeah. And they're really trying to make it more of a family thing instead of you just work here, you come in, you slave, you leave, you hate your life, you come back, slave, yeah. and the whole routine over and over. So that's that's really cool that you're doing these things because that means you're thinking about everybody else that's out there. And it's not just about self. Yeah. So that's a beautiful thing. Thanks. What could somebody, like somebody that's worked with you say about you? Like, could they say you're what? Hardworking, passionate? I could see that right now. Like you're hella passionate about what you do, man. Uh, for sure, hardworking. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, with people that have worked in the past, um, some might say that I'm, when it's when it's like time to work, I might be mean. <laughs> Some might say that. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, but I'm I'm alright. I think um, if you if you guys know Walt Disney's story, mm -hmm. I actually got a lot of inspiration from him because um, my events are kind of modeled um, from Disneyland. Oh really? You know, you go to the park and there's a lot of things you can do. You come to one of my events, there's a lot of things you can do. You can, yeah. Uh, enjoy a concert go look at an art exhibit uh, film screenings check out a car show eat drink yeah check out live lucha libre <laughs> there's all kinds of things going on there how did that yeah. relationship start with the santino brothers because i know that they religiously do your event yeah um i had a partner his name uh was dan madigan uh, first first year we launched uh, me and him and another guy launched it and then dan madigan is friends with uh, kevin uh, from Mass Republic and then Kevin is the one that brought oh. in Santino Brothers wow. yeah but I had three companies that I was they were like they wanted to bring the wrestlers and I was like oh, I, I like I like Mass Republic and yeah. so I, I stuck with him so he's oh. he's the one that um, handles the wrestling. Yeah, you guys yeah. bring in legends and, and yeah. just it, it's amazing and it's like you know it's just a crowd that's very uh, different yeah to say the least yeah. Yeah. But like uh what does your family feel about your success? Um my well my dad is no longer here but um I always get people telling me that oh uh, your parents are proud of you. They never tell me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they 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 tell they talk good about me with oh. their friends or family. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. How do you feel? Like, are you proud of yourself? Because I've, I've met people that, like, they've accomplished things, and they're like, uh, sorry. Like, are you I, proud of your accomplishments? I, I Yeah, but I, I I don't feel like I'm done. Like, there's a whole lot of things that I want to do. That's important. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. because you got to keep going. Oh, yeah. Because usually people get jaded, I feel. I mean, they do so much, and then they're like, ah, it's all right. it comes natural, and it's just. And you know it. what? I could have too because I've um, I've partnered up with people that like screwed me over, and mm. I could have said, you know what? This is not worth it. Um, because it did took it. You know, I've doing it for I've been doing it for ten years, and um, for the first five years, for sure, there was like no profit wow. in these events. You know, you, something that you have to build. Um, so it took a while. So you're like putting in all this work and you say you see no money. You see the event being a success, 
but there's no profit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing that I could have been, you know what? Yeah, I'm like tired of this. Wow. Yeah. And there's a lot of drama, you know, dealing with artists. <laughs> and you, when you have like a hundred artists, you deal They with, all come to you, right? For oh, something. Yeah. For yeah. something. <laughs> well, there's always like, you know, a small percentage of artists that give you drama mm. or they're, they're not happy for whatever reason. And yeah. You just got to figure out how to work it out. Like, yeah. Try to make them happy. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. But I mean, like I said, it's it's a cool thing. You should definitely be really proud of yourself because you, yeah. you've accomplished a lot. Amazing. You know, because a, a lot of people with your situation, they probably would have give. They probably would have given up. They would have been on the street somewhere. But like you said, it's all about perspective, and you know, you did the right thing with it. What yeah. could you tell somebody that's trying to do what you do right now? That's like 15, 16, listening to this. Um, to to find if they want to do this to make sure it's it's a passion of theirs mm -hmm. because yeah if it's not your passion you you come across one of these negative things um you're gonna quit and i have seen you know being in this uh event producing business for all this time i've had a lot of people ask me for advice because they've tried it and they they've kind of tried to do something similar like me and they just did it once or like dude that was too hard and they that was it so i have seen people try to do it but yeah, they don't they don't stand the test of time pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And I've seen I've seen other companies that I've never met try to copy what I've done. Yeah. And they yeah they tried it too, and they only did it like one or twice, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes the profit is like. Uh, it's a, it's a major factor sometimes <laughs> to some people. To some people, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's just, but like, there has to be something in you like okay let's say event day your stress level mm -hmm. where is oh, yeah. it on a percentage on a percentage <laughs> what are you 98 oh dude it's a hundred really yeah oh the day of the event my phone will have like a hundred missed calls 200 text messages jesus <laughs> and it's like it ranges from everything it's like some of them are like really ridiculous <laughs> you know what i mean there's a there's just a, a handful of people that i'm going to respond to that day yeah and the rest of them i can't yeah yeah it's just too much too much yeah what's the day after feel like so the i the event ends at two in the morning i end up wrapping up somewhere around four in the morning mm -hmm. i ended up coming home like at six Jeez. i'll sleep for like two hours and then I'll wake up all wired, <laughs> and then I'll have I'll have a heavy breakfast. Coffee? No coffee. Actually, oh, I just wow. I just started drinking coffee like two three months ago, like <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah. But um, and then around eleven twelve, then I'll crash. Then I'll sleep all day, and then I'll wake up like at six or seven, and I'll feel like oh man, it's, I'm I'm really yeah. got through it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Man, it's still inspirational though. Man. It makes me feel like I'm not doing shit. <laughs> I won't complain anymore. Anytime I complain, I'm gonna just reference this episode. Seriously. You're definitely gonna still complain. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah. I will bring up the episode, but you're probably still gonna complain. <laughs> no, it's like I tell I I tell this man that it probably was meant to be though. If you literally just taught yourself this this craft. 
and then you know something happened to where it lined up to where you worked for Disney all these things I feel like it was meant to be man I think you're built for this shit maybe um, because I'd, I've always told people I never really pursued none of this like mm-hmm. it just it was there it was like yeah kind of like given to me mm-hmm. the job at Disney and me exhibiting my work and then this it was all like I never pursued it. I never, it was never in my goal list. Yeah, I, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be an artist. That was something that I said, okay, when I grow up, I want to be an artist. I don't know what, but, um, but yeah, uh, like all these situations, they just like came to me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because other people try, like you said, try and fail, and it's just, it's crazy. And to your own congratulations on, you know, expecting Thank you. and all that stuff. Like with that happening in your life, what do you want to, What's one thing you want to teach them, your your child? There's so many things. Uh, as far as a creative or, or just about life in general, what's one thing you want to leave them with that'll just cement it? Uh, for sure, be be a be a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah, and you know my wife is also she's also an artist, so we have a lot of plans for. Her. Oh, that's sick, man. For Two parents that are, like, creative as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I have a son. He's 22. And wow. he's an artist as well. Oh, my you God. You should look at his work. Oh, Jesus. He's, he's really talented. He he, he kind of is doing the same thing I'm doing uh-huh. because he, he, he draws, he paints, and he does music. Mm. And he's, like, he works with me at Disney. So he's yeah. doing a lot of things, too. And he's 22, so he's also a, a really hard worker. Yeah, I saw that post, like father, like son. Yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. that's super dope. Yeah, he spoke at two schools on Friday. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm pretty sure you have to be extremely proud. Yeah. I you am. know, as a father. Yeah. You, you know, so I'm I'm guessing were you as tough as your parents were, yeah. kinda, when it came to you having your first child. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I was ever tough like that. Um, actually, like uh, it doesn't even seem like I'm his dad per se. Really, we're, we're like really good friends. Yeah, yeah. We we mess around a lot, and um, people never, ever since he was little, ever thought that I was his dad. Wow. Yeah, no, he, your little brother. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know you had a little brother. I'm like, oh, he's my son. Oh, really? Yeah. But we have a really cool relationship. Yeah. Wow. But they're mm-hmm. hardworking, though, and that's something you want to just... Yeah. The hard work is key Yeah. for you. Yeah. That, that's totally awesome, though. And it's just one of those things where it's like everybody that comes in here and sits here, like, they have their, uh, oh, you know, maybe... I'll, it's pretty wishy-washy sometimes, mm-hmm. but you're probably one of the first people that come in here and say, nah, man, I, I grinded. I fucking put in the work. Yeah. And... There's no work, and there's no... No other way. Really? Yeah. Fuck. See? There you go. Hard work. Grind. Grind. Takes time, too. Fi- find your passion. Uh, you know, dive yourself into it and know that you're going to be in it for a while until you make it grow. The best part of doing what you do? What, what's probably the best to you? Well, which one? My job, my fine art, or events? Just in <laughs> <laughs> What's your best overall? It's like yeah, one of your favorites yeah, overall. Yeah, what's the best part? I, I think um, I actually I can, it, like, what I do at work my my art and the events I think the main thing is inspiring others. All three of them inspire people, 
wow. young artist to older artist. Um, I think that's that's the main one, the inspiration that it moves other people to do something. Oh man, yeah, so, so selfless, right? <laughs> so selfless, selfless. <laughs> no, but um, we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back and do talk about a lot of other shit. To be honest, all right, downtown L. fucking inspired man seriously <laughs> it is great it's probably like the best interview i don't care <laughs> the best like the best it is man he's giving us game man he's telling us to get off our asses and work man a lot of people don't tell you to get off your ass well get off your ass and work and work, work there we key. go <laughs> when you fucking put in the work everything's possible so it's very true so when you um transitioned over you know came back and stuff like that you know was it ever a hard transition like it was over there it was too because so now you um you had a life for 10 years in mexico mm. and then when i came back um now i have no friends here oh man and my english is shot oh really yeah <laughs> so i i go back to high school and they put me in esl class for about a year because mm. my english was like shot um and i have no friends so high school i, I hated high school really it was that yeah. bad man. yeah i hated it i didn't even i didn't even graduate i didn't even want to go back to yeah. graduate well the thing was they um when i came they put me in 11th grade because of my age mm -hmm. and then i did 11 12 and they told me if you do good on the 12th um on, the, on your last year we'll let you come back and graduate and then on on um when i was a senior I used to worry a lot, and I, I developed heart palpitations. I thought I was going to die from a heart attack. Wow. And then one day, it was like, dude, uh, I told my mom, I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So hmm. they called the ambulance. They took me to the, they rushed me to the hospital, and they did all these tests, and, like, nothing was wrong. And then, uh, so I, I billed a big uh, um, hospital bill, and my parents couldn't pay it, so I had to get wow. a job to pay for it. So then um, I got a job at a liquor store, and then my uh, uh, so I, I was cutting fifth uh, class, fifth period every every day. So because of that, they didn't let me come back and graduate to get my high school diploma. Wow. But that's when I got that job at Disney. So once I got the job at Disney, I said, you know, fuck school. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what happened. Wow. But yeah, it was it was hard too. Like high school, I just hated. It. I just I, I had no friends, and it was just. If, if you don't mind, because this might be a little telling on your age, uh -huh. like, around what year was that when all of this was going on? Like, you know, when you got into Disney, like, around what time was that? Uh, I got a Disney 93. Yeah. Came back from Mexico in 89, got a Disney 93. See. And, there since then. and that's crazy, because I know recently, like, my mom and I were just, we were actually just having this conversation last night about the expectations with companies now compared to what they were before. Mm -hmm. Like, my grandfather didn't graduate, but he was able to get a job, have a house, have a nice car and stuff. My mom, she just went associate's degree. She's a nurse. But now, even at her job, they pretty much want you to, if you want to be an RN, you almost have to be have to ma have a master's degree. Yeah. 
you know, and it's just so crazy how, like you said, that was 93, we're in 2019, and just to see that jump on how hard it is to get these type of opportunities and stuff. What would be your, because like you said, your parents weren't super pushing for school, but what would your advice be for people that were just like, you know what, he didn't go through high school, I'm not going to finish high school. Like, what would be your advice to some of them? I I honestly don't really give people advice um, when it comes down to that yeah. because I I don't I don't feel like I'm the right person to say oh you know you got to go to school. Yeah. I didn't go to school. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're 18 and you're thinking about being an entrepreneur and it's your passion, then I would say follow that. Exactly. Because there's no point of you getting a job and that you're gonna hate. You got to find something that you love. And then I think I really do believe that if you find something that you love and you're passionate about it and you work hard at it, that everything else is going to fall into place. Yeah. I, I really do believe that. So um, if their thing is going to school, then go to school. Yeah. Like That's what I told my son. I'm like, you know, you want to go to school or you want to get a job? Yeah. What do you want to do? And whatever, whatever you choose to do, just do it with a passion. Exactly. And, and that's why I want to ask that because I know sometimes like – I hear people like, oh, well, Bill Gates didn't do this or so-and-so didn't do this. It's like, all right, but is that your passion? Is that what you really want to do? Or are you just making an excuse, you know, to not go to school? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to sit on my ass this one week, you know? <laughs> I mean, because there's a lot of people that do stuff like that. But that's why I wanted to ask that question because I, just listening to you, even though you didn't go through education, you're very intelligent, you know? Thank you. You're, you're a very smart person. And I knew you would give that type of response. So, you know, thank you for that. I do read books, so. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you for coming in, man. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. This was, was fucking amazing. Your story is amazing, man. And, and just taking a chance on us, you know, because we're relatively new. And just, you know, thank you for coming in, man. Oh, thank you Anything for having you me. Wanna, fun. Any uh, social medias you want to plug? Um, follow my production page at Instagram, Antonio Pilar Productions. We got a big event coming up. Um, mm. And my personal Antonio Palayo. Cool, man. Yeah. Thank right. you, man. Yeah, thank you for no, coming thank in. Thank you for having me. Stay blessed, man. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Antonio Palayo for coming in. Thank you for Pierre Connolly for co-hosting and keeping me tight on the boards. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Downtown Hell Podcast.